Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we continue our focus on Argentina by looking at the different wine regions of that country. So Argentina is a very large country, but most of the wine regions are located on the eastern side of the country with some influence from the Andes. So Andes, that very large mountain range which separates Chile from Argentina, reaching a height of 7,000 meters altitude. And it has an important influence on wine production in Argentina for a couple of reasons. The first is that they provide the elevation, the altitude, which cools things down. So Argentina is a warm country and it's a warm continental climate, which has long, warm, dry summers and cold winters and some diurnal temperature variation as well. And so the higher up it is, the cooler the nights get and the more diurnal temperature variation there is. And that lengthens the ripening season and produces more structured, higher quality wines. And so elevation is extremely important for that reason. The second reason the Andes are important is, is because they provide the irrigation. So that very dry climate, the grapes need, or the vines do need, water. And so the Andes provide the snow melt, which flows down in rivers, and the irrigation comes from those rivers. And traditionally, those um, were, were formed into irrigation channels, which provide the irrigation. Also, flood irrigation was traditionally used, simply flooding the vineyard to irrigate it. That has the benefit of um, reducing the chances of phylloxera, but it's also quite inefficient. Now, more drip irrigation is used, and that is more efficient, but it does mean that it doesn't eradicate phylloxera in the same way. So phylloxera is more of an issue than it used to be. So different... Um, ways of irrigating but however it is used irrigation is essential because of that dry climate so let's look at the different regions now so mendoza is by far the most important and the largest of all of argentina's wine regions it accounts for 70 percent of production in size it's about 145,000 hectares now that's obviously quite sizable but it's a lot smaller than it used to back in 1980 it was 255,000 hectares of plantings in Mendoza alone. So it's been reduced quite dramatically. And as I mentioned in the last episode, that's because of the um, uprooting in the 1980s for an increased emphasis on quality over quantity, even though some old vine Malbec was uprooted at the time as well, which was a pity. Altitude is all important here. And that's something that we'll return to as we look at each region. Plantings are between 600 and 1100 metres, with an average of 1000 metres. And certainly, um, it's unlikely to find plantings much below 750 metres. The soil here is loose and sandy and alluvial with a clay subsoil. Frost is rare in this climate, and that's important because Malbec is the most important grape, and it's susceptible to spring frost. However, hail is an issue, la pietra, as they call it there, it's the early summer hail. And the vineyards in uh, Mendoza, they will be covered by uh, nets which protect the vines from hail. So that is the major issue there. Getting the water, as I said, from the Andes, reservoirs, canals and irrigation channels, but 15% of vineyards now use drip irrigation. Another local factor is that the trees line the vineyards and they protect the vineyards from the hot summer. So Mendoza is divided into several subregions. Maipu is one of them, and this is to the east of Mendoza. And here, plantings are at a lower altitude compared to the rest of Mendoza, and this produces quite fruity, easy drinking, straightforward red wines. 
Malbec and Cabernet Sauvignon are the two major grape varieties planted here. Also San Martin and San Rafael to the east and south of Mendoza, these have historically been major, major centres of production, but now they are less important due to the switch to quality varieties, particularly vulnerable to hail here, and the fruit is less intense and quite easy drinking as well. The two high quality regions of Mendoza are Luján de Cuyo and Valje de Uca. Luján de Cuyo is just to the south of the city of Mendoza, and this was the first controlled appellation that was created back in 1992. It has just over 13,000 hectares of plantings. Elevation is around 800 to 1100 meters, so higher than Maipu, and that produces more intense wines, more structured, more concentrated wines. Rainfall here is a little bit less than Mendoza, 190 millimeters a year, so very low, low rainfall, which emphasizes how important irrigation is. Malbec accounts for 44% of plantings here, and there's a lot of really, really good producers located in Luján de Cuyo and the areas around it. Valje de Uco is a very interesting area. It's much higher up. It can go up to 2,000 metres in elevation. And this is an area which has been planted quite recently, not as historically important as the other regions. And that's because producers are looking for the higher elevation plantings. And what's really important in Argentina right now is showing that the country has a diversity of wine, that it's not just Malbec. The big boom in Malbec in the 1990s and into the 2000s was in the fruit-forward, very approachable uh, red wines from Malbec. Now Argentina needs to show consumers that it can produce a much wider range of wines from different grape varieties, but also from different kind of expressions of Malbec. And Valje de Uco is a good example of this, because the higher elevation means higher acidity, it means a longer ripening season, it means the wines aren't quite as fruity, it means a firmer, more tannic structure, and so a much more elegant expression of Malbec. And so this is an area which has been newly planted, and so drip irrigation dominates here in comparison to the other regions of Mendoza. Malbec and Cabernet Sauvignon are the two dominant grape varieties. 50% and more of plantings in Mendoza are of black grapes. Malbec has around 16,000 hectares. Cabernet Sauvignon is catching up with around 11,000 hectares. Italian varieties are important, and also Tempranillo as well. But 25% of plantings are of Criolla Grande and Cereza, and these are low-quality grapes which have been killed back centuries in Argentina, and they're used for inexpensive wine and for grape concentrate. So even though there has been that move towards quality over quantity, 25% of Mendoza plantings are still to the lower quality grapes. White grape, white grape varieties are increasing, Chardonnay especially at high altitude, and the area of Valje de Uco, Tupangato, which is southwest of Mendoza, has plantings at 1200 meters and some of the country's most valuable vineyards. And Chardonnay from Mendoza can be extremely good quality. That high elevation keeps the acidity, makes the wines fresh, but they still have the full body from the warm climate. So there's a really good balance between the richness, using oak, malolactic fermentation, and the fresh acidity. And definitely a category worth looking out for, and something to emphasize is Argentinian producers looking for new styles, which still have an international cachet. So the second biggest region in Argentina is San Juan, and it accounts for about 22% of Argentina's plantings, 47,000 hectares in total, and there are 300 producers located in San Juan. San Juan has historically been the heart of high volume production, quantity rather than quality. It has a large network of irrigation channels. Elevation varies here quite considerably from 300 meters up to 1500 meters. 
and it has a hotter climate than Mendoza because it's 150 kilometers north of that city, which accounts for that high volume. Easy to get the grapes ripe, harder to get the quality. Also less rainfall, 150 millimeters rainfall. Quite a bit of cereza grown here for high sugar content, used for blending, concentrating wines. Also table grapes and raisins will be made from it as well. However, it is developing as a quality wine region, especially for Bernarda and Syrah. So we mentioned Bernarda in the previous episode. Usually it's high yields, high volume, but it, it is possible to make some good quality wine from Bernarda, and it's likely to come from San Juan. So it gets fully ripe, but has some good intensity and structure. And the Syrah here is also very interesting as well. Full-bodied, ripe, but good structure to them as well. San Juan does also produce sherry-style wines, and is also, it also makes the base for brandy and vermouth. So just giving an idea that San Juan has always been more about volume than it has been about quality. The, the oldest region in, in Argentina is La Rioja, and this is where Torrentes Riojano comes from. And if you see Torrentes on a label, it's most likely to be Torrentes Riojano. As I mentioned in the previous episode, there are three different types of Torrentes. But Torrentes Riojano is by far the most famous and the highest quality. And in La Rioja, it accounts for 30% of plantings. Altitude, nearly 2,000 metres high, and that's good because it keeps the acidity of Torrentes and stops it being too rich. It's a very hot and dry region, very scattered as well because of the lack of irrigations. It's not quite as accessible, the irrigation, as the other regions, and it's hot and dry, so irrigation is necessary. La Rioja is not a name you'll see on a label if, you, if you're in the EU because of Rioja. Rioja is the most famous region of Spain, and so that name is protected within Europe, and so if a wine does come from La Rioja, it will say Famatina. Going much further north to Salta and Catamarca, and this, these areas cover 500,000 square kilometres, so extremely large, but not that much is planted. Altitude here is very high, and this is really remote and inaccessible. Catamarca historically has had the most area under vine, and now has about 2,300 hectares. It's in the foothills of the northern Andes. Historically, Criolla grapes are not known for quality, though it is improving. But by far the most famous and highest quality is Salta, and now not only does it have the best wine, it has the most plantings, with about 2,500 hectares. It has overtaken Catamarca. And it has some of the highest vineyards in the world, up to 3,000 metres elevation. So it's very hot here and very dry as well. But that altitude creates growing conditions which can produce good quality wines. 40% of the plantings in Salta are Torrentes Riojano, and the most famous and highest quality subregion is Cafayete, and this produces very good aromatic, full-bodied, dry white wines with an average altitude of 2,000 metres planted on steep slopes. And Torrentes is a Difficult grape to work with, as I mentioned in the previous episode. Keeping that acidity high, stopping alcohol being too high, getting balanced wines is hard. But in Cafayete, it is certainly possible because of that high altitude. Red wines are also made here from Cabernet Sauvignon, which are kind of young and fruity, and spicy Malbec. But in general, the red wines can be overripe and roasted because of the hot conditions. So it's all about planting the grapes in the right place, and this is still quite a new region. As I said, it's inaccessible and difficult, so wineries don't have many facilities here, so often the fruit is trucked down to Mendoza, or if the wine is made there, it is bottled in Mendoza because they don't have the bottling facilities. And then finally, going much further south to Rio Negro and Neoquen. So as I've already mentioned, Argentina is about showing that it has a diversity of wines, and these areas are a 
are places where producers are looking towards to produce different styles of wine from different grape varieties or different expressions of other grape varieties. So this is Patagonia and it's much cooler uh, with the influence from the winds coming from the Antarctic. So much cooler conditions and this means there are no pests in the areas. But it also means that different grape varieties are planted here. Just under 4,000 hectares and this is still a place of exploration and experimentation. Rio Negro is the historic fruit-growing centre of Argentina, especially for apples. Both Rio Negro and Erken, about 300 metres altitude, is nowhere near as, as important as the, in the other regions because we've already got the naturally cool conditions coming from the Antarctic. The soils are chalky, the, seed, the ripening season is long, there are clear skies, and it's ideal for quality wines. So it's going to be really interesting to see where these, how these regions develop. Torrentes, Semillon, sparkling wine, also Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, especially in the southerly region of El Belson, which is really far south, 1600 kilometers from Mendoza. And so it'd be interesting to see how um, these cooler climate varieties work. And also Malbec is planted here, closer to the Andes, but it's perfumed, it's elegant, much um, more refined than Mal the Malbec from Mendoza, where, where the wines are famous for being kind of robust and full-bodied. So lots of diversity in Argentina, even though it's really so strongly associated with Malbec. A country to see where it goes in the future. Lots of changes need to happen in Argentina. It does have an unstable economy, unpredictable future. Can it move away from the image of just being Malbec and being nothing else with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay? Chardonnay at high elevation, Pinot Noir further south, different expressions of Malbec. Will people latch on to Torrentes or not? I suspect not, so that's why Chardonnay is going to be quite important. Will other great varieties work there? Will uh, producers really work the regions and get the best out of them? So that's Argentina. Thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Trip.